Welcome to My Two Cents with Evangelist Walesa Norris. I am your fabulous host, Walesa Norris, better known as Fash Feathers. Before I get into today's episode, I want to thank you guys for taking the time out to listen to my emotional healing podcast. As I state on every show, we cannot avoid going through some type of drama, pain, things we did not expect in our life journey, but we all can heal. We all can gain knowledge on how to deal with trauma accordingly and accurately so we can bring about the best possible scenario from what we have dealt with or faced or even things we may have done or said ourselves that we now realize is wrong. So I just want to thank you guys again for joining me on another episode of My Two Cents. Today's show will be about helping others heal from trauma. You know, once you endure trauma, those you love or those that you really have a sense of compassion for. You do not want them to go through or experience the same things you have experienced to learn the things that you have learned, right? Whether that's our kids, our friends, our spouse, our co-workers, right? We just have a great sense of knowing that compassion is needed and boundaries is needed, healthy boundaries is needed. And if we see someone going down the wrong track, especially someone that we love, we always try to divinely intervene, right? Just like God divinely intervenes when we pray to him for intervention, for things that is possibly not going well, it's not for our highest good, whether that's relationships, whether that's business deals, or it can be anything, right? We always want to pray and ask God to divinely intervene in our life and lead us to the people, places, places, and things of blessings and not curses, right? Because we all have experienced something or took a, a, a leap of faith or just got into just different things, whether that was relationships or going after jobs that totally failed, right, was just not the best decision for us. So as we live and we learn, we want to help others to heal from trauma, especially things that we know that is devastating, that it took us a, us a hard time to get out of, right, that we are still healing from. So whether God is calling you to be a teacher, a life coach, or just a caregiver, right? You want to have the correct tools and knowledge on how to help others deal with traumas. Because like I said, we all going to go through something that catches us off guard, some type of pain, some type of emotional abuse, some people physical abuse, whatever is trauma to somebody else, right? That may not be trauma to us. So we have to be mindful of how we deal with others who have experienced something that took them off guard that was very painful to them. And as we heal, we want to help others heal. Like I said, you don't have to be a minister, a pastor, a life coach. You can just be a caregiver, a mom, a brother, a sister, right? And you want to help your family members heal from trauma that they went through. So I will be giving the steps on how to heal from trauma, right? Just some knowledge, some tips we can have. We can help others heal from trauma as we continue to grow and get the knowledge on how to heal ourselves, right? What triggers people trauma, right? And how to avoid the triggers and try to make the best possible decision even when we are triggered in trauma. And you all know that I am a woman of God. So I will talk about 
a person in the Bible who experienced trauma from a certain family, but end up being good to one of their family members in the end. And that is David. So this should be a great show today. Stay tuned after this commercial break as I speak on how to help others heal from trauma. So the song says that mountains are still being moved. Strongholds are still being loosed. God, we believe. Because yes, we can see it. That wonders are still what you do. I love this when y'all says, and bodies are still being raised. Giants are still being slain. God, we believe. Yes, we can see that wonders are still what you do. Welcome back to My Two Cents with Evangelist Walesa Norris. This is your fabulous host, Walesa Norris, better known as Fash Feathers. Now, before the commercial break, I told you guys I was going to give you tips on how to help others heal from trauma as you overcome and heal from traumatic experiences, things that you just didn't understand or things that you have said and done that was very toxic, very hurtful and painful to other people. We do know we have to forgive ourselves for things that we didn't know, whether that's not setting boundaries for ourselves, whether that was trying to fit in with other people who we knew were wrong in spirit and in words and in deeds. Once we wake up to the knowledge of healing, once we come to God, we do know if we repent of our sins, God will wash away our sins and remember them no more. But sometimes we hold on to our own memories and that's what causes us to go through the healing process and causes trauma to linger around so first let's get into what is trauma right trauma is anything that caused you a lot of stress it was frightening or maybe distressing events that mess with your mind, right? You couldn't eat, you couldn't sleep, you thought about it all the time. And sometimes trauma would never go away, right? Some experiences that we had to endure or live through or even done ourselves, like I said, would never go away. The memories will come back at, at maybe some of the strangest times, right? But we have to learn to work through our trauma. And once we get the knowledge and wisdom and we see our growth from the things we used to do, from the things that people we used to hang out with, from the actions we used to take, and now having healthy boundaries, right? Now showing love and compassion because once you go through traumatic events, right? Now you want a life of peace and love, right? You see how important peace and love is after going through traumatic situations, right? When no one was uh, caring or loving or understanding towards you. So to help others heal from trauma, first off, you want to be mindful, right? Just because you may not think what somebody called trauma is not trauma to you, right? You want to be mindful of what caused somebody 
distressed, right? Frightened or just a range of different emotions because some people are more stronger than others. And just because you can handle a lot of pain don't mean that you have to endure it, right? But sometimes we endure a lot of pain because we don't want to let go of the people, the things or places that God is trying to push us out of. And people won't know that God is trying to do a new thing in their life if they don't know spiritual wisdom, right? If they don't know the signs of toxicity and narcissistic or painful things that is done to them deliberately and on purpose. So to help others heal from traumas, the first thing you want to do is be mindful, be a listening ear and, and try not to be so judgmental, right? Because people have feelings, right? We all have feelings and emotions. So before you try to judge people first you want to know do they want your advice if they ask your advice i know with me being a life coach i'm always trying to give advice but i am learning and this is why i'm telling you guys so sometimes just listen because sometimes people don't need advice at the time of them dealing with trauma right they just need someone to talk to to get it out and it's so important to get out trauma right we want to let let it out so after listening to others' trauma, right, and if they ask you for advice, then you want to give them advice or you want to ask them, you want to be mindful and say, can I give you my opinion in this situation, right? Whether that's with a loved one, whether that's a career or something, if they don't want your opinion and they just want you to listen and be a shoulder that they can cry on, just do that, right? Try to be mindful of how someone is feeling at the time. Another thing that you can help people um, heal from trauma, right? help them increase their positive activities and expectations, right? We can dwell on a negative and it's so easy to dwell on a negative or the experience of the person or the thing that has harmed us or caused us discontent, right? But once we start putting our mind toward positive goals and positive things and positive activities, right? That helps you kind of release a little of the trauma and not think about it, right? So try to ask them, what would they like to do in life? Is it going back to school? Is it going to see a play? Is it getting out to go to a comedy show? Is it going skating? Is it going bowling? Is it going to the house of the Lord, going to church, right? We do know music is therapy. If you guys don't know that certain things that you go through, if you hear certain songs, right, it resonates uh, to you, especially if it's positive music, right? You want to do something that feeds your soul. Now, we do know it's some down songs, right, that is, explain exactly what we're going through and how we feel. And I know I have went to songs like that before, too. But we don't want to stay in a negative, hurtful, sad mindset because that's what trauma does, right? It brings you to sadness, uh, depression, um, dwelling on everything that went wrong. So when you listen to positive music, maybe praise and worship music or something that tells you that you are an overcomer or a survivor or you can do good things, that feeds your spirit, man, right? And now you're in a more joyous mood. Another reason or another way you can help people heal from trauma is researching PTSD because anytime you go through any traumatic experience, anything that took you off guard, anything that was hurtful and painful, you normally have PTSD, right? Symptoms of PTSD. And the symptoms of PTSD is sadness, depression, 
overeating, undereating, oversleeping, not sleeping at all, fearful. You know, you want to research what is PTSD and how you can help someone heal with PTSD, right? And like I said, one of the ways is talking about positive things, positive goals, what they can do that's better, that will bring them joy, that will bring a smile on their face because that helps you get out of the, the, the trauma. And another thing you want to do is try to avoid triggers. Now, we do know triggers from trauma can be anything from seeing a person to hearing a voice to seeing a smile to something that reminds you of what you've been through that was very painful, right? So if you endure uh, some something very hard or you run into something that's like similar to what has happened to you or 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 a smell or a neighborhood, right? You want to try to avoid it. I'm not saying you can you you can always avoid it all the time, right? But as much as possible, you want to try to avoid your trigger point points because your trigger points can make you lash out on anybody at any time and it could be the wrong people, right? And now you have uh, put made somebody else put up boundaries. I think you are not sane, right? So you want to work on avoiding trigger points. Like I said, triggers come out of nowhere. It can be anything, right? But if you can avoid it, if you can take a second to step back and breathe in, breathe out, or exercise, or talk to yourself, or pray, that's the best thing. Lord, help me to get through this moment, right? And tra- and, and trauma PTSD also causes. Um, anxiety attacks and panic attacks, right? So we just never know what forms of uh, PTSD people have from trauma. But to help them heal from trauma, you want to research what is PTSD and try to uh, help them avoid those trigger points that will remind them of things they went through that they want to forget. It's nothing wrong with talking about it and getting it out because we do know acknowledgement is the first step of healing, but you don't want to stay stuck on what went wrong and this and that and uh, how bad it made you feel. So getting into a positive state would be great for you and researching PTSD so you can help others heal from their traumatic experiences would be great. And like I said, another thing is prayer. So after this commercial break, I will be speaking on David. Now we know he went through a lot of traumatic experiences with this one family, right? That just would not leave him alone. But one person in the family right was on David's side seeing that he was a man of God seeing that he really was a pure intention type person but because of jealousy from his father that they they deliberately attacked David right on a regular basis until God called judgment on this family so I talk about how David healed from his trauma and became the person that he wished he had right when he was going through all of that and blessed and helped somebody else because we do know like I said, once you go through trauma and you start your emotional healing journey, the emotional healing journey is bringing you back to a place of love, compassion, understanding, compromise. And David learned this as he went through his traumatic experiences and became that person for even his enemies, right? So after this commercial break, I will be speaking on David. Are you looking for a speaker for your next event? Evangelist Walesa Norris is who your soul needs to be inspired. Book an appointment at fastfeathers.weebly.com. And when you feel good, you look good. 
That's why Walissa has outfits for every occasion. Wigs for any situation. And furniture that gives your home a new, new, new elevation. Whether you almost lost your mind from toxicity or emotional abuse, or just looking for guidance to help you take that next step, Walesa has created the perfect course to help you get a better understanding and to heal from emotional abuse. It's all available for purchase at keepmedifferent.com. Why would you want to shop at any other brand but one that has it all for growth, faith, style, and home decor? Lord, keep me different. Welcome back to My Two Cents with Evangelist Walesa Norris. I am your fabulous host, Walesa Norris, better known as Fash Feathers. I just want to go over what I've been speaking on thus far before the commercial breaks, and I hope you guys are enjoying this show on how to help others heal as we emotionally heal and grow, because now we know we have to come back to a place of compromise, love, understanding, being a helping hand, because once we go through traumatic events, things that we didn't understand, right, we never want anyone else to go through those type of harsh events or words or emotional turmoil. We know how we felt and we would definitely not want others to feel that way, especially those of us, those we truly love, right? So we try to give them the wisdom on how to deal with others, right? How to deal with situations properly, how to bring peace back into relationships and situations without causing a scene or making it really dramatic or or bringing on that toxic and narcissistic spirit, right? By not being understanding, always lashing out in anger, but once we emotionally heal, we know that we are coming back to a place of love and understanding all parts of every situation and all parts of what has happened to us, our part we played in it and others' parts. And now we know that they need to heal too, right? If they were the ones that was wrong in the situation. But as we come back to love, right, we remember that we want to help others and we want to research PTSD, which is caused by severe anxiety. Anything that gave you a lot of severe anxiety, it can be under eating, over overeating, overthinking, right? We go through a lot of different emotions when you deal with PTSD. But once we add in positive activities, we listen to Holy Ghost feel music, right? Or good music that lifts up our spirit and not bring us back to the situation, the person, the place that brought the sadness in our life in the first place. There's nothing wrong when you go to type of music like that, right? But you don't want to stay there because sometimes we do just want to hear or understand that we were not the only one that had to deal with certain emotions or certain experiences, right? But we want to go toward the positive because that will feed our spirit man and make us feel good on the inside and now we can move forward and have hope for the future right that things can change that things can get better now we have wisdom so once we have that wisdom we want to pass it down to our loved ones or those who come into our path and we remember to be loving and kind and understanding we don't want to 
automatically give our opinion. We don't want to say what we would do in a situation or how we would think in a situation because everyone is different. And if they're feeling some type of way and we don't think it's very traumatic or that serious to us, don't mean it's not very traumatic or that serious to that person, right? Everybody is different. Some people are more sensitive than others. Some people can go through things and it really don't bother them, right? So we want to come back to a place of understanding and knowing who we are dealing with, what age range we are dealing with, what experience we are dealing with, and trying to make a peaceful resolution, something that can help build others up and not tear them down. So before the commercial break, I spoke on how I was going to speak on David, right? Now we do know those of us who are Bible readers, right? David was attacked greatly by a man that he helped, that he truly loved, right? Which is Saul, who became Paul, right? Now, Paul was at first against Christians, right? He was killing Christians and God had to knock him off his high horse and blind him for a few days before he became a Christian. So he had to go through his own traumatic experience, right? But then he was dealing with insecurities. We do know Paul was a great man of God. He was not only persecuted by the church because he was first killing Christians and became a Christian, but he was persecuted by his friend group, right? His worldly friend group that knew that he was against Christians at first and so they didn't understand now how are you are a Christian, right? So from both sides, he got it and he had to stay strong and depend on the Lord and pray through everything. And he did do some great and mighty acts in the word of God. So we just not going to always dog Paul out, right? But like I said, he was dealing with insecurities when he seen that David was the next king. We know David defeated Goliath on behalf of Saul, right? When Saul was dealing with his um evil spirits and stuff. It was David that came to him and sung songs to him for him to get in a good move. That's why I say music is therapy. If the king back in the Bible days had an evil spirit, a jealous spirit, a hateful spirit, a disgruntled spirit, and if somebody sung peaceful, positive music to him, that it would change his mood and he would, uh, the spirit would leave and he would be joyous and happy. It's the same thing with us, right? So listening to a certain type of music that will build up your confidence, make you know that it is okay and that you can go on and that good things are going to happen. It's great. So music was therapy for Saul and David was all of that for him, right? David was a young boy that God had chose and anointed it because he listened to the Lord, right? He didn't have an arrogant spirit. He helped feed the Lord's sheep. He everywhere God went, right? He uh, sent him to. He can't. He went there with the mind of having a helping hand, right? I'm here to be a helping hand. He didn't want to take over or anything like that. And if he seen trouble, he knew that God could deliver them, right? Even Paul, Saul, who is Paul, right? He even fumbled in his faith, right, when different people was coming up against him and saying that they going to do this and do that. It was David that increased his faith and actually with his action, believed that God would give them the victory in every situation. Um, 
he the one defeated Goliath just off the word of God and helped build the people faith around them that God was real in all of their lives. So after David did all these kind acts for Saul and Saul's son, Jonathan, became David's best friend, right? He loved David so much. He said that they said that David and uh, Jonathan was tied together, right? And Saul developed a jealous spirit toward David, right? Because he was wondering, how can this young man do all these different things? How how can uh, God favor him and bless him? And I've been doing this and I went through this. He started comparing his life. That's why we shouldn't compare our life journey. Like I tell you guys, some people light are bigger than others, but you do have a light. It don't matter how small your light is, right? You supposed to shine in whatever area of field that God puts you in. And don't worry about what nobody else is doing. Be happy for them, right? Because they go through their own things too. Having a big light don't mean that you're absent from problems just like having a small light don't mean that you won't have difficulties or things you don't understand. You just have to keep your faith in God. And that's what David got right. And he knew he had to have a heart, a good heart for God to bless him. But Saul struggled with insecurities that he didn't heal from all the things he went through. Right. And he was mad because he seen this other man, which was David, becoming a king, right? And God had favored him because David was doing the right things and, and, and really had his faith up high and knowing that God would deliver them out of whatever situation. So Saul put it in his mind to attack David. One minute he'll be for David, the next minute he wanted to kill David. One minute he was happy to see David winning victories for him and the people of God. The next minute he was jealous and despised David and wanted to attack him, right? And so God even came to Saul right and told him stop doing this to David I have chosen him you still my chosen one right but yes David have a bigger light David is after my own heart David I see something in him that nobody else seen that David went through all type of persecution too from his own family and just different people around him but he did not take his eyes off God and what God told him he can accomplish through him but Saul wasn't getting that like I said one minute he got it and said okay God the next minute he'll get mad when they start saying Saul killed 5,000, right? And David killed tens of thousands. He was like, oh, he killed a double than me, right? He made double the victory than me. That would make him jealousy because he didn't heal his insecurities or work through his emotional state. So, God got tired of Saul doing this, right? God gave him so much grace. So God called judgment on Saul. And because of Saul did this, you know what the Bible say, right? You can bring curses on your next generation and next generation if you do not follow the ways of God, which is love, right? Now, if you follow love, then God will bless your next generation and next generation, right? To up to the fifth generation. But Saul because of his jealousy and his hatred and even God stopped even talking to him because he kept being wishy-washy and wavering in his faith and steady wanting to be mean one minute and loving the next minute. So God got tired of him and called judgment, said, okay, Saul, I'm taking you from the earth. And because of that, you're going to lose your son, David. Now he didn't know because of this, it was a curse on the next generation, which was Jonathan's son, Meshavah So 
his maid heard that Mashiva Fitz dead, Jonathan and Saul were killed in battle and she was so frightened, right? That caused her trauma because she like the king dead, right? The chosen one of God and David is now king. She's thinking that David is trying to attack him, but this is why God chose David because even his enemies and people that attacked him, he still didn't want to do eye for eye. We do know vengeance is mine, thus saith the Lord. Those of us who are spiritual, right? He forgave Saul and he loved Jonathan. He had a covenant with Jonathan's, I mean, Saul's son, Jonathan, and he still did not wish evil on Jonathan and his family and whoever else was next. He still loved them, right? He even cried over their death. And David was so mad when people tried to have him celebrate over um, Saul's defeat and Jonathan's defeat. He got mad at his own people for even coming to him like that because he that wasn't the type of heart he had, right? He like, I don't want to see no human die. I don't want to see no human be defeated. I wish it could have been different and I don't know what he was struggling with, right? But he still showed up to be there for David and Saul. Now, that's a man after God's own heart and this is what God is calling us to be, right? That's why he say, pray for your enemies or try to understand where they're coming from. Some people are just dealing with insecurities and they need the help of God. And if they don't go to God, then God calls judgment on all of us, right? And sometimes it don't mean that you have to die, but in Saul's case, him, his, his son died because of him not letting go of God's chosen one, right? And stop trying to attack him and kill him. So anyway, Meshiva Fitz is Jonathan's son, the one that really loved David. And everybody thought that David was going to try to kill everybody from the house of Saul because Saul did all these horrible things to him. But David was not like that. He said, is there anyone in uh, King Saul's house that I can be good? to. Now, you know, like I said, this is got to be a man after God's own heart for him to want to be good to the person that brought him so much agony, so much turmoil, so much pain, so much hurt, right? And when they said that Jonathan's son is still alive, but he's lame in his feet. That means that he broke his feet and he could never walk again because of what the nurse did when she found out David was king and Saul and them had been defeated. So that was, I feel like it was a curse. I don't know if it was. So God didn't say that in the Bible, right? So I just feel like that was the curse to the next generation because of Saul disobedient to God and not letting it go and letting God heal him and just being happy for whoever God chose next in line and he could have died an old, happiest, prosperous man knowing that he did what God told him to do. But because of his jealousy, life it was life over for him, right? And now his grandson could never walk again because of all the turmoil of what happened in his life. So instead of David trying to attack this family, how everybody thought that David was going to be. David wanted to be good to Mesheva Fitz. He said, is there anyone that I can show the kindness of God to in Saul's house, right? His biggest enemy. And when they told him that Saul's grandson was alive and that he was lame in his feet, that his feet was broken, that he could never walk again, David called him to come eat at his table, to come live with him, treated him just like a king. He could have took out everything Saul said and 
did to him over the years, all the turmoil. But no, he forgave Saul. He treated his grandson with kindness. He found found out that his grandson was living in disgrace and was not living like a son, a, a grandson of a king. He was nice and good to him. And that's how David healed. He healed by understanding that Saul was dealing with insecurities and so much things he did to him. But when you heal, you forgive people, right? That means I don't wish evil on them. If I see them, I ain't have to deal with them, right? I give it over to God. I pray for their healing. I pray to God, put them on their healing journey, but I'm not going to wish evil on others. And I will bless my enemies, right? If my enemy is hungry, if my enemy need a drink of water, I would give it to him because I'm trying to show God I have a good heart. Now, this is what David did, and this is what God is calling us to do. I know it takes time. I know people have done some horrible things, but David understand this, right? He went through the worstest attacks. I mean, they was after his life. He was sleeping out in the field, just everything, even from his own son, then to Saul and all of these different people that did not like David, but he kept a good heart. He kept in prayer. He tried to understand both sides. He understood that people deal with insecurities. He understood that it don't matter how good I am. Everybody is not going to like me, but that's not going to stop me from being good. I don't have to be around them, but I'm not going to wish evil on them. And I pray to God heal them and whatever God decide to do in their life I'm not going to rejoice over it right if I have to be good to somebody from this family or this neighborhood or this place that attack me I'm gonna do it because I am a man after God's own heart I want to show the love of God so that is the end of my show for today I hope you guys enjoyed this show if you need a healing coach or a spiritual coach, you can book me at keepmedifferent.com. And I also sell wigs, clothes, furniture on keepmedifferent.com. Until the next show, God bless. We can all put away this demonic spirit that has dominated our nation by bringing back morals, values, consideration, respect, and the greatest of these, love in our daily lives for ourselves and others. Thanks for tuning in to My Two Cents with Evangelist Walesa Norris. Remember, you are an overcomer.